Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan and I'm a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. And I'm Wendy and I think Hallmark movies and mysteries is more my speed. That is not surprising to me at all. (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, I, if you had asked me, that's, I would have agreed with that question. Good. Today we are discussing family history mysteries buried past from the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. And if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are both at Girls Gone Hallmark, which is obviously our Hallmark-specific account, and at Megan and Wendy. That's right. You can also jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. I love it there. Nice, engaged people who know their stuff about Hallmark. Come join us. Yeah, they came in hot with some information that we'll be sharing today That's on right. this episode. Speaking of news and notes, let's talk about Hallmark, specifically some, some ratings of this weekend's movies. All right. As of yesterday, our recording of The Wedding Veil, these ratings were not out, but they are out. So we have ratings for both The Wedding Veil Expectations as well as Family History Mysteries. And I'm going to tell you, one of these movies did better than the other. A lot better than the other. And before we talk numbers, I just want to say I'm honestly shocked by the disparity between these two numbers. Me too. Totally. So first up, let's talk The Wedding Veil Expectations. That We did review that movie yesterday. If you haven't listened to that episode, give it a listen. It's there waiting for you. It came in at number 15 in cable news programming with a whopping 2.484 million live and same-day viewers. A lot of people were excited to see this one, it sounds like. Yeah, it did not do as well as last year's The Wedding Veil debut, which debuted at 3.39 viewers. Mm -hmm. Um, It, in fact, did not do as well as any of The Wedding Veil original series debuts. Oh, wow. According to Showbuzz Daily. So Mm -hmm. all three beat out but still a solid showing it still puts it in the top 10 if you were to rank it against 2022 it would still make the 2022 top 10 i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm going to tell you what you're trying to say okay please lacey chabert is still the queen of hallmark really truly that's what it comes down to people like to watch her movies done period now today's movie family history mysteries Buried Past did not do quite as well. It came in at number 68, but well, with a solid 1,006,000 viewers. I'm curious. I don't know how movies and mysteries stack up against standard Hallmark Channel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't and know. And then Sunday movies stacking up against Saturday movies. And then we're also in, like, we're leading into football playoff season. And I yeah. think that's stealing a, a big share of cable TV watchers at this point. Mm-hmm. All in all, I was surprised by that discrepancy, but still think it was a, a solid showing. I mean, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> right. A million people watched it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't watch it live, so, but I still watched it. <laughs> Should we move on to our synopsis? We should. All right. Family history mysteries buried secrets. Genealogist Sophie McLaren is an expert at bringing families together when her close friends Jonathan, whoop, when her close friends Jonathan urges, that doesn't make any, what? Is a misplaced S? Yes. When her close friend urgently needs to find a bone mm. marrow 
donor, the case becomes personal. I have a question. Yeah. Just based on the synopsis, how do we know that Sophie McLaren is an expert at bringing families together? Like, we never established that. Like, they didn't say that, right, at the beginning of this movie? Yes, they did. And they did that because they show her wrapping up a previous genealogy case that she had done and she brings those women together. That's right. That's that always throws me off because that seems like an end of the movie at the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I had forgotten that little like 30 second opener. That's right. But you know, the love letters don't have anything to do with family. Well, I guess it does, but all right. Never mind my uh, opinion about this use of family. Okay. Okay. Let's do some news and notes about family history mysteries. Okay. going to throw me every time. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, one of my wished fors is I hate this title (laughs) of this movie because it is straight. It reminds me of a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, (laughs) Every time I hear family history mysteries, I want to hear like, I, I hear like Scooby-Doo in the background. I don't know. They could have just called it like family history, buried secrets, or family mysteries, buried Just, it's too illiterate. I don't like it. I hear I just you. Have to, I just have to say it. Well, I'm going to assume that the writer, Amber Benson, did not name this movie. She has 74 acting credits in addition to 10 writing credits, which include the morning show Mysteries. So she is no stranger to writing mystery series on the Hallmark movies. Miss, what the fuck? This is <laughs> Hallmark <laughs> Movies and Mysteries channel. Is that all you have to say about Amber Benson? You don't know who Amber Benson is? But let me tell you why. Hold on. Let me tell you why. Okay. These notes were taken before the IMDb page went up. Ah, so okay. I was not clicking through to her IMDb. You know what I'm saying? I did research yes. elsewhere. So tell me what else I should know about Amber Benson. Well, first, let's clarify for the listening audience. We do pull a lot of information from IMDb. And for this particular movie, it was not updated until today, the day of recording, which is Tuesday. So. Yeah. We were like trying to search the internet in the dark web looking for information on this dang movie. (laughs) And even as of today, the IMDb is very sparse. It's a skeleton crew over there. There's no, they they list four people in this movie. Intern and put them to work. These people need credit for their work. Seriously. Okay, so Amber Benson, young adults of the 90s like myself know her as Tara from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was... That didn't even occur to me. Did you watch that series? No, I've seen like an episode or two, but I was not. Oh, girl. Like you said, she also wrote morning show mysteries that featured Holly Robinson Pete and a ton of other thriller crime true crime movies uh-huh including and rules a murder to remember mm. and and i can't remember the, it off the top of my head right now it's she wrote the teleplay for the true crime story of the olympian who he was a para olympian and he murdered his girlfriend do you know what i'm talking about oh I'm going to leave a link to it in our show notes. I know somebody's screaming at the uh, radio right now. At the radio. uh, You know, (laughs) on their morning walk. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Oscar Pistorius. Yes, that's him. That's him. It's a little true crime because Anne Rule, if I'm remembering correctly, is a, a true crime writer. Yeah, like the queen of true crime. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we just went on a wild ride down a rabbit hole of an Anne Rule book that I remember reading <laughs> as a probably a child, let's be honest. It was originally published in 1992. It's called If You Really Loved Me, and it is the true tale of a young girl who was convinced to kill her mother by her father. So if you liked your crime, we do believe this one took place very near where we both grew up. That's wild. I'd never heard of that story. Add it to your 2023 reading list. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Too disturbing for even you? Well, yes. Kind of a wimp these days. Oh, Okay. All right. Um, This movie was directed by Jonathan Wright, who also recently directed The Royal Nanny, Jolly Good Christmas, and a whole bunch of other Hallmark movies. Yeah, he's also directed The Crossword Mysteries, so he is not new to Hallmark movies and mysteries mysteries either. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's too many repeating words here. I can't handle it. We've talked about Janelle Harris quite a bit on this podcast, but... Let's just let it be known. She, I think, most famously starred in Pretty Little Liars. But mm-hmm. She was also in a series that I loved to all the boys I've loved before. There's another book recommendation for you if you're looking for one. And, of course, she was in Coyote Creek Christmas and Right in Front of Me, written by a friend of the show, Julie Sherman Wolf. That one time we had Julie Sherman Wolf on our podcast. She will she always will be a friend of the show. <laughs> That's what happens. Janelle also participated in season 19 of Dancing with the Stars. Did she? She came in third place with her partner, Val. Yes. You love Dancing with the Stars. I I mean, I don't think I watched that season, but I do remember her dancing, like her first dance. And she did like a, like a, you know, when you say shh and you put your finger up to your mouth. Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) I remember that because that was very like reminiscent of Pretty Little Liars. I think she either did it there or it was in the opening sequence or whatever. Anyway, that's all I remember. It's burned into your memory. Yes, it is core memory for me for some reason. Can't remember uh, what classes my daughter takes, but I remember that. (laughs) So, look, Neil, we have an apology made her to give because Wendy looked up his Wikipedia. We've been, I, I've been calling him Neal Matter for the two and a half years we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, and I don't even know, is it Neal or Niall? Oh, Lord. I apologize because I, I, honestly, it's one of my pet peeves when people say, like, oh, it's too hard to say. Like, I can't. Oh. It's 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 somebody's name. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like we should take the bare minimum and learn how to say people's names, which doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. But if I have been in- unintentionally, is it Niall? I think it is, but I don't know for sure. Well, and you know me, I'm, I'm doubly mad at myself. I put your names left and right on this podcast. So I think but it is Niall Mater. Yes. Okay. Well, two apologies from me to you. I would like it if you know for certain how to pronounce this man's name, please 
email us, Wendy at gmail.com or jump into our Facebook group and send us a voice memo, <laughs> a voice memo, please. That would be amazing. He has 50 acting credits, including a uh, Christmas together with you, rip in time. And when I think of Christmas, that was from 2022. It was a movie I did not watch. Did you watch it by chance? No, that didn't make the list for me this year. Yeah. I don't think it was well received from what I read. That's my understanding of that movie as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. This movie has changed my opinion of I'm one gonna have to. Later. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Hmm. Let me finish here. I He was in Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater from 2020. It was one of the first movies that we watched and reviewed. I hated it. I especially did not enjoy him or his character, I will say, not anything personal against the actor. So in every movie I've seen since then, I'm always like, he's in it, you know? However, I would like to say that has also changed for me. Yes, a thousand percent. I rescind my previous thoughts. Me too. Hey, listen, I have a story about him. I did a little digging last night. He was in a horrible horrific accident at 25 years old and I guess he was working part-time on oil rigs at the time like trying to be an actor but also working on oil rigs you know to pay the bills whatever he was crushed inside of the cab of a drilling rig and apparently it weighed 17 tons and he was terribly hurt and I guess doctors were able to save his leg they were going to amputate it they were able to save it and it took him months to learn how to walk again oh my gosh crazy right and then he went he said the article I read said he went back to work on (gasps) the oil rigs yes he went back to work and either the day he returned or the next day somebody got hurt and he said I'm out of here I'm out of here yeah crazy i know there's a workman's comp claim if there ever was one i'm certain well speaking of backstories of these actors i really wanted to know who played clark in this movie and we're going to talk a little bit more about him later but it's not on the imdb page i did some digging i tried to look at the credits it was I did not have any luck so i went to the facebook group and the facebook group delivered with an actor named bruce horak who plays Clark, plays the boy's father in this movie. But here's what I love. And if you've ever listened to an episode, you know that we like when Hallmark hires actors with perhaps a physical limitation that they are portraying to portray that role. And Bruce Horak lost over 90% of his eyesight to a childhood cancer. Now, I'm not celebrating that he lost his eyesight, but I'm celebrating that an actor who has lost their eyesight is playing a character who has lost their eyesight. Yeah, that's so cool. So more about Bruce coming shortly. Morgan David Jones, he plays the brother. What is his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, my gosh. He plays Jonathan. He has 46 acting credits, several holiday movies from 2022, not on Hallmark Channel. His resume also includes a feature film called Molly's Game from 2017. And that is a really good movie if you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. Is this you sh- No, it's not scary at all. It's about like oh. gambling. It's so good. It's oh. not for your, it's not family friendly movie night watching, but it's, <laughs> if you, it's based on a book too. It's really good. Definitely watch Ri- it. I've written it down. All right. Hey, okay. did you see who the executive producer of this movie was? 
Well, I know that Nikki Deloach was one of the executive producers of this movie. That's who I was going to say. She was one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have kind of a deep executive producing list on this movie. They do. Produce away, Nikki Deloach. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. (laughs) All right, let's talk first impressions. (laughs) My first impression is, is that really how DNA works? I found myself very confused. I'll explain. Tell me okay. Your okay. My first impression is Niall Mater. That's it. That's my Hello. first impression. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Y- I hear you know you. what? I got to say, listen, listen, listen to this. Somebody had messaged us over the holiday break and was like, you guys need to make a t-shirt that includes Mr. Mater. And I was like, mm, okay. And then, cause you know, I was like, oh, okay, but now I'm reconsidering. Thousand <laughs> uh-huh. percent. Welcome to the Wowie Zowie Club. <laughs> uh, my number one like is Niall Mater with a beard. Number one, top. Mm-hmm. God, like, how? Yeah, I'm speechless. Yeah, I thought he looked great. so nice and great teeth. And yeah, I watched, I watch a lot of these movies on my phone. So everything's like very small, but I watched this particular movie in our extra bedroom. And we have this huge, way too huge <laughs> of a TV for that space. For us, it's so big. Yeah, totally. My daughter like gets dizzy when she's watching TV in there. Yeah. So she doesn't. Anyway, I was watching it on that TV and I was like, wow, look at that smile. Like it was just right there in my face. <laughs> Why don't you swap? Isn't that bigger than your downstairs TV? Yeah, the quality isn't as nice though. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so I want to briefly explain my DNA comment simply because it doesn't have a better spot in our lineup. Okay. Now, one of the ways they use DNA in this movie is they're trying to find their father and trying to potentially find, I assume other family members who can lead them to their father. My husband has done 23 and me where you swap your cheeks, send it in and they send you back all this information about yourself and your family members. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they had the DNA processed by their friendly lab technician. And then they just sent it out to all of these DNA. databases. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. And I thought, can you just do that? Can you be like, here's the DNA information, feed it into your system. Now, keep in mind, the way this works is completely beyond me, but I did find myself fixating on that particular part of the movie. Mm. And thus, that was my first impression. Well, I wonder if it's like, they're like, let's just like skim over this DNA part because people don't (laughs) really want to understand how it works. You know, you get to like in the weeds if they're trying to explain it. And so, yeah, maybe they're just like, Okay, now we're past it. I like that. Well, I also, that's funny you mentioned the databases because I was like, hmm, are there databases? You know, I'm kind of an internet stalker or have been at one point. And I'm like, are there databases out there that you can just like type this information in and like look for people beyond Google? Which information specifically are you? I don't know. She was typing in like brown hair, hazel eyes, Boston. (laughs) I was like, oh, I I don't know. Do like, I know she's not a detective, but she's a genealogist, like some forensic genealogist. So does she have access to like, are there some super secret databases out there with information about everybody? Or is she just using Ancestry.com? Right? So, I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot, a lot about this movie. Up top, I thought it had a compelling but an easy-to-follow plot. I agree. I really 
enjoyed the story. And what I liked about it in particular, even though I am a true crime fan, this wasn't about a murder. This was Mm -hmm. about a missing person. And we were looking for this person. I was like, this is fantastic. Is this how the next movies are going to be too? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, speaking of true crime, I thought the intro to the movie, it was brief, but it had a little bit more of a TV show series style intro. Megan. Um, And I was like, this is a series that I would absolutely binge watch. Uh, Me too. It gave me real Veronica Mars vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Veronica Mars? I've seen the first season. Oh my God. I'm like referencing all these movies. It's like you reference books to me and I reference TV shows to you that we've both never read or seen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought, I thought it was well done that way. Like it Mm -hmm. gave me like a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much. Very much. I want to say, I thought there was great casting of the brothers Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. Morgan David Jones and Niall Mater. I thought they could definitely look like real siblings. So totally agree. Applaud them for matching those two up. I like Winston and Esme together. Although Winston, you're a super hot dude. What are you so nervous about? Right? For coffee. Like she's clearly into you. Just like put those shoulders back and ask her out, man. Hey, did you notice how many donuts were in this movie? Ah, it's so funny because I was sitting here making my notes and I thought, I want to say something about the donuts, but I don't have anything other to say other than lots of donuts. <laughs> there were lots of donuts. And Sunday night, I watched this after dinner and I was like, damn, I could really go for one of those donuts right now. Yeah. I'm like, and at one point there, the name of the place was on the box, but I couldn't see, even on my big ass TV, I couldn't see what it was. Um, oh. I did want to look it up to see like, where is this real donut place from? Yeah. I thought Janelle and Niall had really great chemistry. Oh, I thought they I were friendly know. and flirty. They truly cared about each other. I It was a good pairing. A thousand percent believed them as high school friends who like transitioned into adult friendship. And what the absence of... Uh, I like you, I hate you, now we love each other, was so freaking refreshing. And here's what I love about this movie, is that their story is just getting started. Mm, Right? The movie ends on them, like, it's not a will they or won't they, because we know that looks like they're going to see where this goes. Well, and then I was like, oh, he's leaving his, you know, big city job and coming back, but for very valid reasons, because his brother's going to be going through treatment and like, you know... Getting better from reconnecting with his father. Yes, there's a lot there to dig into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, for me, there was this one conversation between the brothers, Jackson and Jonathan, and it was about Jackson, sorry, it was about Jackson crashing and burning with Sophia, Sophia, Sophie, and it was just sweet and light, and I Mm -hmm. thought it was very funny and very real, and I was like, how nice to have like a sibling relationship like that where you can like... Mm -hmm talk about your love life it was very Mm -hmm. nice you ready for wishes i am first one i already mentioned i hated the title of this movie but that's Uh you know whatever for me the movie did get a little bit confusing in the middle okay meaning hear hear me out there are a lot of character names and we didn't know who was who 
they were talking about people and we never saw their faces. So we yes. don't, you know what I mean? Like they're I talking do. about Joe Schmo here and Jane Doe here. And I'm like, I don't, who are those people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it get it's hard to keep track of all these people when they're not an actual character on the screen. Yes. There wasn't a face to put to those names. I agree with you. That is the one place where my brain went, Oh, I really wanted to see them. I wish there was a way they could have, obviously they couldn't cause they didn't ha- whatever, but yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think this movie accomplished what it set out to do in that it made me want more from this crew. I want, Family history mysteries, the <laughs> series. I will totally be the person who tunes in for them, who's excited for new installments. More. I obviously we're gonna get Sophie and her mom in our next movie. Give me more. Agree. I want to talk about something, and I don't want to be b- blamed for being an ageist here. Okay. So, and maybe this has to do about casting. I don't know, but when Sophie and Jackson find. Clark's former best friend. He's the guy working on the airplane. Mm -hmm. The man who they hired to play this role looks to be in similar age to Niall Mater, right? Yeah. Jackson and Jonathan. Yes. And I'm like, it really like threw my brain for a loop because I'm like, aren't they looking for a dad who Mm -hmm. may be in similar age to their mom, but this is the best friend who clearly looks a lot younger. So I, it it really messed with my brain a little bit. So I don't I don't know. I just don't want to be blamed for being ageist here. I just think they should have hired somebody who maybe was closer in age, who would be a actual realistic best friend of this older man who's supposed to be their dad. Well, and I think there's more to be said there because... I don't want to say it. (laughs) Well, no, but I think, look, it's a numbers game. Bruce Horak plays the boy's father. He plays Clark. Clark. Uh Uh-huh. That actor is 48 years old. Yeah. Okay? Sherry Miller plays Jackson and Jonathan's mother. That actress is 67 years old. There is a 19-year age gap between the actors which is not possible like people i mean right not impossible you mean that's that's what i think i said yes it's not impossible but how old are these boys they've got to be what 25 30 it's not in the movie yes no way because that guy's a doctor he's got to at least be in his like mid 30s okay let's say at a minimum they're 30 years old Mm -hmm. if Clark is playing his actual age. That would make him 18 years old when the boys were born. Now, mm-hmm. as far as I recall, there was no issue. I know he wasn't ready to be a father. He was nervous about being a father. But from my understanding, the only backstory that was brought up that might have contributed to that was the fact that he didn't have a great example in his own parents. Mm-hmm. Not that he's so young and is not ready to do this. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ageist to point out the fact that these actors are 19 years apart. However, here's the next question. We're just applauding them for using a visually impaired actor to play a visually impaired role. Does there need to be some sort of give and take there? They're like, well, we could either hire a visually impaired actor or we Mm. could hire one who's more believable in terms of his Mm. age. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. 
Okay. And I guess if I had to pick, I would pick the visually impaired actor. If I, yeah, in terms of those things, but it is noticeable. Yeah. And by the way, Sherry Miller is a beautiful woman. I don't think we're being ageist. Okay. They are legitimately 19 years apart. Mm-hmm. Don't send us your emails, guys. <laughs> I don't think we've done anything wrong here. I'm I'm treading lightly these days. Can you tell? <laughs> Email Wendy at <laughs> Okay, here's something else I wish for. Okay. How terrible is the stepdad? I guess oh, it, the man gosh. who raised these boys. I right? mean, you you know that the bio dad is alive. And you don't say anything and fine. Like, I understand you don't want the return of Clark to upset your like new marriage and new family. But, but then the boy that you've raised his entire life, it needs a bone marrow transplant and you don't say a word about the dad being alive still. Yes. So in this movie, I found there to be a lot of threads that made me think, huh, do I believe that could have happened? Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about. Clark's thread in a minute, but George, do I believe that Clark could have shown up and George could have sent him away because he was insecure? Yes. Do I believe that George, who loves these children like his own biological sons, they are his sons, has a child who needs a bone marrow transplant or he is going to not live any longer, still keeps quiet, still doesn't go to Sophie? At that point, like, still makes her figure it out? Mm-hmm. I don't know, George. I don't know. It's not a good yeah. look, dude. Yeah, George. And at one point, they show him, like, coming back to the house to talk to the mom. And I was like, did she kick him out? Because, like, he came to the front door. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, that's weird. But then they, like, you know, all all is well and forgotten at the end. He's like, I'm sorry, Dorothy. Yeah, you... <laughs> was that her name dorothy i i think so you better be more than sorry dude yeah any more wishes one final small one hmm. i did not need the c story of the love letter mystery i didn't think oh. it was necessary in this movie because you got like your a story your a plot right mm-hmm. and then to me the b plot is like Sophie wondering about who her birth parents are. Yes. You know, and she was like struggling with that a little bit with like her dad and all that, whatever. So I just like, we didn't need this like side storyline of like the love letters. I don't think personally. There was something when they were returning the love letters that makes Sophie. Oh, yes. She figures out like the school of blind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 I guess they needed that like through line there. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Are you ready for did you see that? Yes, I am. Uh oh. It's not uh oh. They're they're mostly from complaint corner, but let me just start with the first one. And I talked to you about it yesterday. It's the poster for this movie. I don't understand. Like, they have, like, the DNA. It it looks like it's too... It looks like Terminator. You know, remember the Terminator poster where, like, the half side of his face was, like, Terminator and the other side was a man? Am I making this up? No, I know what you're talking about. It reminds me of that a little bit. And you can... And I was like, why does one side of her face look totally different than the other? But then when we looked at it closer yesterday, you're like... 
isn't that a DNA strand in her eye? So I, I think you follow you're, up to that. Oh, do tell. So you showed me this picture and it is a still photo and it's just kind of that purple tinged photo close up of Janelle Parrish's beautiful face. Uh-huh. Later that day, I was following the hashtag on Twitter, looking at what people were saying, and I saw that same image, but in a short video. And in the oh. short video, it's maybe three seconds, text slides in across her face and it says, it's in her DNA. Uh-huh. Like it's in her DNA to be this person, uh-huh. I guess. Like a, And so I yeah. think the double helix we see in her eye ties into that. Now, why her eyes are two different color, I don't know, because I don't think Janelle Parrish's eyes are actually two different color, and couldn't they have made the helix the same color as her other eye? I don't understand that. Uh-huh. But I, I do believe we've closed the loop on it being okay. the DNA he, double helix in her eyeball. Okay. I have one mild, did you see that? And that is at some point in the movie, they're talking about some of their leads and they flash on a serial killer style wall with yes. red threads attached yes, yes. to things. And I was like, is this, what are those red threads attaching in this case? Like, how are these people, what, what's going on here? Did we just like, ooh, this will really look like we've got a real investigation going on. Yes. That's why it gives me like PI vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not unlike that. I mean, I kind of wish like we saw a big version of that because I'm telling you, I was like, who are these people they are talking about and how are they connected? So, well, and that was what I was thinking when I stumbled over my words earlier and I was saying, I wish we could have seen, seen a visual when they were discussing those people. What I was imagining is like a, a B-roll running behind the audio of them talking about these people that shows you know, the research and how this person may have been connected, but they didn't know who these people were. They didn't have photos of them as far as we knew. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, show them pinning a photo on that wall as you're talking about this person to your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've seen enough CSI and NCIS <laughs> and right? whatever else. Is so see that, like, that is possible. So mm-hmm, give us mm-hmm. give us that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sophie's character had the worst shoes in this movie. I did not notice at all. Ugh. At one point, she had these like terrible clunky boots on. I was like, that looks awful. Not style-wise, but it looks awful to be like traipsing around the town in these big clunky boots. And then had these other like, I don't know, saddle shoe looking shoes on. It's just not great. Yikes, woman on woman crime. <laughs> I'm sorry to whomever dressed her. It's not a what personal if that's attack. What her own wardrobe? What if she's it's, like, I like my shoes. It was clearly cold when they were filming this. In Ottawa, yes. it's cold in Ottawa. She's like, I, let me have my boots, people. I don't. They were, okay. I will send you a picture of these boots. They were just like, they look like the heel was like this big cork. I don't, I don't know. This is just a question. I'm listening. Did you find yourself wondering if this was a realistic storyline like and I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert I came around to believing it but I find myself thinking like okay he faked his death right like why would somebody do that Mm -hmm. why would they they? and I you know he was very clearly did not feel confident in 
his ability to be a father. He didn't feel like he had the tools and he felt like they were better off. But that's a that's a big choice. Yeah, why didn't he just bounce? Be like, peace, I'm not ready for this. See you later. Instead of like tormenting your family to think like that you're dead is yeah kind of a jerk move well i'm telling you i put a lot of thought into this and so is the thought well will it hurt them more if i actively leave or he already thinks he's not good enough for them so is he gonna think about that they're gonna be that hurt if he's gone he clearly felt like they were better off without him wait a minute did he actually do we have clarification on the fact that he actually faked his death or was he actually trying to commit suicide i don't think he was trying to commit suicide i think he was injured i forget the story about he wandered and was found and was injured and then but ultimately remembers who he is Mm -hmm. and makes the choice to not come back right this brings up another question he still goes by his like given name Mm. right is there not a utility bill in this guy's (laughs) name i mean yeah how do you what are the logistics of actually faking your death i i i have to go back to the julia roberts movie where she swims away in the middle of the night and gets away from her abusive husband and he still finds her with a with the enemy that's one of the scariest movies i've ever seen it's a great movie it is a great movie, but when like she stacks up the towels and she turns around and they're all straightened out, it's terrifying. And the I music know. in her house, whew, yes. But remember, she faked her death. Did she fake her death in that movie? She did, didn't she? Yeah. Remember, she like didn't know how to swim and she taught herself how to swim, and so then she, he thought she drowned out in the ocean. Yeah. Anyhow. He, she changes her name. Anybody who runs away, Gone Girl changes her name. Like, you're not just going to like, oh, I'm I'm going to move to Boston, which is not far from where they are in this movie, right? It takes place, he, where do they live? Job. Yes. There's some physical record of him. <laughs> I'm like, why, why can they not find him? Yeah. Especially if he was in the hospital for any extended period of time post-accident. Somebody is going to know where this man is. Right, because we have a tragedy in our, my parents' friend history, and the friend went missing. And I remember, I was nine years old at the time, and I remember my mom going to this woman's house, and they were looking for her husband. And they would call, and they would say, do you have, and they would ask they call the hospital and they'd ask for his name and they'd say, can you spell it? And they would spell it and they would say no. And they would say, do you have any John Doe? The story was like, they would say, oh, can you spell that? Like she was just so frustrated by the whole process. Like, can you spell John Doe? They would yes. ask. Oh gosh. And so, but you would call the hot, do you have anybody who's unidentified? Is there, right. you know, you, yes. is my husband there? No. So you me vividly remember that you would call the hospital and ask right. for John Doe. So, so the, are we just to believe the mom was like, well, he left. And he's dead, so nobody's looking for him. Yeah, that's that's the story I want. I need at some point in the family history mysteries a scene of the crime, a what happened in the <laughs> week the family after history mysteries. Yes, exactly. Take me back to whenever Take this was back. supposed to be. <laughs> you ready to rate it? I am. I I'll tell you. Four stars. So did I. 
why? I thought it was a solid movie. I would definitely watch. I would definitely watch another one. Definitely. Me too. I feel like Weekend Two really leaps and bounds ahead of Weekend One on Hallmark. Yes, I agree. I gotta tell you, I'm not super looking forward to the next installment of The Wedding Veil. Mm. It looks kind of like a bummer. Well, there's that scene. He goes, I need to talk to you. And she makes that frowny face. I know. I'm like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because with Peter and Avery, they're so in love and all of their conflicts are so minor. It's like, oh, we're renovating this big, beautiful castle and Mm -hmm. we're going to have a baby. And I think maybe we're going to have some bigger conflict here. I hope so. I hope it's... Give me some meat. I said that I... Give me some meat. Give me some meat. Something to hold on to. Well, speaking of next week's big week for Girls Gone Hallmark, we will be back with our second or fifth, however you're counting, (laughs) the Wedding Veil inspiration recap on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, recaps of The Way Home launch. I'm so excited. If you happen to work at Hallmark and you happen to be listening and you know how we can get screeners of these, I'm not afraid to ask. Let us know. Yes. I would... I would gladly send somebody some Canadian donuts for a screener. (laughs) Before you go, take a minute to leave Girls Gone Hallmark a five-star rating and a review. Join our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group and follow Girls Gone Hallmark on Instagram. Happy watching. Bye. 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 